Who wants to get funky tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ghouls and creeps, and every motherfucker out on the street, this is the Super Emotion Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Silver Emotion Podcast. Uh, my name is Will Kauf, and I am your host. And uh, this is episode number 30. <laughs> Woo! Get excited. <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit different because we have a, a special guest, new uh, new addition to the podcast, uh, Stephen, the, uh, our resident uh, anime uh, expert, I guess. Um, welcome. Hi. <laughs> All right. But that was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um here we are. Uh, yeah, we're yeah, the, on a podcast. Yeah, you know, the 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 illustrious Silver Emotion headquarters here. Yes. Um <laughs> Why don't you get a little bit closer? Okay. I think you're a little bit uh, a little uh, far off from the mic. Yeah, it's a little quiet. A little quiet. Right. Quiet. I, I got a shout. <laughs> <laughs> all right that no that's good i think is that good all right yeah i can how's it sound <laughs> all right whatever. I, I, it sounds like me talking I, I... okay no that's good it looks good it looks good okay so um uh today we wanted to talk about some anime stuff yeah and there's, there's in a general, lot of it yeah there's a lot of it there's movies there's there shows definitely movies there's uh things created just for video yeah, yeah, the, the uh, OVAs. OVAs. I always get confused. Is it OVA or OAV? Um, it's actually either way. People use it either way. I tend to go OVA just because I think that's the way it was first. Okay. That's how I encountered it first anyway, so. Do you say OVA? Um, I never have. I'm, I wonder if people do. But I do. <laughs> I do, but I don't know, so I, I feel... I only ever see it like all caps, like it's supposed to be an abbreviation, yeah. so I tend to spell it out, but okay. it's original video animation, so, or it's basically just reversed video original animation or something, so it's just like however people want to do it. There's some weird variations on it. Um, I guess there's like web originals too, and they have their own little acronym that I've huh. forgotten because I never really pay attention to it, but... Would that be a... Uh... If if it's an OVA, would it be a WOVA? <laughs> no? I don't know. I can't remember. I I ran into it at some point. And I'm oh. like, oh, okay, that's nice to keep in my mind for the future. And then I forgot, apparently. So shows how good my memory is. Oh, well, well <laughs> uh, my memory is shot to shit. So it's <laughs> you're, uh, you're in good company. Awesome. Um. <laughs> Now, in America, something like that, direct to video, yeah, and I would usually be kind of put down, right? In right. Japan, do you think there's a similar thing? Um, like that? I'm not sure. I kind, I think it's it's not as prestigious as a film, I would think, but it's. I kind of think in in anime, it's not put down in the anime okay. world. I don't think, but yeah. 
it's certainly something different. And and I, and I usually refer to them as direct-to-video in my reviews of okay. them, just because that's a word that non-anime people will understand. And right. in a technical sense, it means exactly the same thing. It's yeah. just something they put out on a video without a theatrical or television broadcast or something. Is the animation quality lower than... It's usually lower stuff? than a film would be, but it can... It can range, honestly, between the two. It's kind of, it's much more fluid in terms of what, you can get really, really high quality stuff, or you can get really huh. low quality stuff. Okay. So, like, some of, like, um, Vampire Princess Mew, the OVA of that, which I did do a review of that yes, one, and I mentioned in the review that it's very well animated, It's and it, it's a very solid animation. It's definitely a lot better than what you would get on a TV series. But not really as good as you'd get from a really high quality movie, definitely like nothing Ghibli or anything. But maybe well, that's kind of like the top end. Yeah, that's know? at the very high end of that's theatrical like, yeah, releases right, right. too. Uh, but it might be on par with some of like the lower end films. Like um, Mamoru Hosoda does he, his animation is not the draw of his films really. So it's okay. It's maybe about on par with his stuff, like Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Okay, yeah, I watched that. It was yeah. all right. The, the animation wise you know? yeah yeah and so that's kind of where Miu is i would th- say on there maybe about that high maybe slightly more or less it's been a while since i've seen either so i'm not right, right. got a good direct comparison well but... yeah i mean i mean it's kind of you, this nebulous thing anyway you're like oh this right. is good this is good you know i don't know it's a... <laughs> right i mean there's a quality to it that you can definitely see but mm-hmm. how to describe yeah that you know i don't know yeah and honestly quality of animation varies a lot like even within tv series you'll have something like macross was not exactly the best animated series ever it had and that was kind of notorious for having like this ridiculously low budget that they had to like outsource to korea half their stuff oh wow it was like so it kind of had shitty animation because it was just totally low budget and then it suddenly became successful and like nobody expected <laughs> that you know and so so newer macross stuff is like very good like macross plus is very well animated and macross 2 yeah, not so much that's more like a tv series animation uh-huh. quality but that's those are both uh ovas and that's like 90s um yeah they're both 90s actually yeah um macross 2 came a little before probably really early 90s it wouldn't surprise me if it were late 80s, but I think it's 90s. Okay. Um, I know Macross Plus, the story I heard with Macross Plus is that that was directed by Shoji Kawamori, uh, or at least co-directed it, and he was the one who directed the original film of Macross, Do You Remember Love? Um, otherwise known as Clash of the Bionoids here in America. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why. They, they, they had to retitle everything for Robotech, but... Um, that one, Shoji Kawamori was so upset by Macross 2 being such a destruction of his uh, beloved little, his little baby, that he, he went and made Macross Plus to fix it, basically. Oh, it was, okay. was kind of like, because he had previously gone on record saying that Macross needs no sequel. It is complete and whole in and of itself. Oh, shit. And then it's like, and then Macross 2 came out, and it was done by a completely different company, different oh, people, man. and he had no involvement in it. And he was so upset by this that he went and made Macross Plus just to, like, fix it and be like, no, assholes, this is how you do it. Ah. <laughs> so it's kind of... <laughs> wow. Well, that's so, that's interesting. Yeah, I, that's, that's the story. Um, 
how trustworthy it is. I, I don't uh-huh. know. I mean, you know, silver emulsion isn't the uh, fact finding. No, we're, <laughs> we're not into facts here. <laughs> so we're into vague sort of uh, ideas that may or may not be true. Yeah. So, so that that story is perfect for the <laughs> silver emulsion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who knows if it's true? We don't know. Yeah. It's just it's what I hear on the internet. The okay. always trustworthy yes. internet. Well, the internet is always right. We know this. <laughs> Wikipedia always a number one yeah. source for everything. Exactly. For perfectly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets it wrong. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say with the the direct video, the OVA. Yeah, <laughs> I know that there's also live action films that are direct video in Japan. There's a whole like market. I don't know if it still is a thing, but mm-hmm. I know the Takashi Takashi Miki. Yeah. Um, Mike. I don't I think know. It would be Mike. Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, that that'd be my guess. <laughs> well, I know that he started. And all he did was all of those direct-to-video stuff, and they were shot on, like, Mm. (laughs) fucking camcorders and shit. (laughs) And he did a bunch of those, and he was probably on, like, maybe his 10th movie that was actually, like, a shot-on-film feature in the theaters. And so I I don't know if that's still a thing. Like, anime still has the the direct-to-video like yeah anime sort of still ground. does it for quite a bit of stuff it's kind of died off it it kind of came about as a um a way to get around like censorship stuff oh, so okay. it was you could be really violent and gory in an ova in a way that you couldn't on tv okay and so it was kind of a way to make these uh more adult themed stories that they couldn't do otherwise okay and they maybe didn't have the budget or the clout to actually create a theatrical production that makes sense that's and why the the story of ricky anime <laughs> is an ova <laughs> yeah. <or> ova <laughs> so it's like yeah it's kind of and there's this weird blur like when when we think of direct-to-video in america we're thinking of a film like a specific like yeah. even if it's a series of films, you're thinking of each one as a self-contained entity. Right. And in anime, they'll often go on series that are OVAs, but each OVA is a different episode and continuing the story, and it's meant to be seen as a series rather than an individual film. Right, and they're like a little bit shorter than an actual movie, right? Um, yeah, usually an OVA is around 45 minutes, and... Yeah, Macross Plus would be a good example of that. It's four episodes. Each episode is around 45 minutes. And and then afterwards, it had a movie version that I'm not sure if it really had a theatrical release or what, but it was basically those four episodes spliced together into a movie and re-edited and shuffled around in some weird ways. Wow. But That's a lot of cut out, though. I mean, that's like... Yeah, it's, six it's, hours cut down to an hour and a half or something. Well, Is there were only there were, there were those four episodes each forty five minutes, so there were about, three hours. Yeah, yeah, about three hours. See, we don't do math here. On yeah. this <laughs> podcast, yeah, you either. know the, the, the vague facts. Yeah, we're, we're, we're vague on the facts. <laughs> <laughs> so three hours cut to an hour and a half. So it's still it's cut by half. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially like I think it might have been a full two hours. But still cutting down still, a lot, cut, yeah. Cut an hour and, out. And some lot. of that, like at least five minutes an episode would have been the credits and stuff, but you're still cutting out a lot. And they added more stuff in, so it means there was oh. other stuff they cut out oh, wow, to, wow, wow. because there were there was a lot of scenes that they made for the movie version that weren't... It's, so it's actually a very different experience in some ways. 
And huh. in other ways, it's just like watching the series the in thing. a reordered way. Like, oh, that they put that in front here, and okay. And, oh, that's weird, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that one's definitely a weird case study in a variety of ways right. what was going on. It was very experimental with CG at the time. Um, it's some early CG, but kind of well integrated into it like the cg is always like what is actually cg in that world so they're like looking at computer screens or seeing things that a computer is rendering in the world okay, in that their, makes sense. Yeah, yeah so in their world it is a computer screen that they're looking at or a hologram that's going around and well, so that's cool yeah so it actually yeah so that one as much as i tend to dislike cg that one never bugged me and it always felt natural and proper for it just the way they used it was yeah no i can i can dig that if if it's if it's <laughs> something like a computer thing or, or something like that uh but yeah other stuff yeah yeah la- later <laughs> shoji kawamori stuff he's gotten more and more cg into it and it's just kind of like oh yeah i mean that's kind of everybody does it yeah, i mean i can kind of see it with him because he was never really a director i think Macross, do you remember Love was his first directing, or at least one of his first? Because he was he was big on the TV series, but he was the mechanical designer. He wasn't directing or writing or anything. He was creating the the mechanical concepts for all the artwork and what the things would look like. And mm-hmm. so he he designed the Valkyries or the Veritech fighters, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and he did a lot of stuff he designed toys like he some of the transformers toys he made huh it's like the er, like the very first year lineup of some of those were things that he had actually made and and designed for whatever toy company they that hasbro bought them from but so that would make sense yeah. if he moves to cg for right, that kind he's, of stuff he's very he's, into like yeah. robotic stuff right. mechanical engineering kind of stuff yeah. so it, i can i can definitely see why he would be drawn to the cg and right. the hard angles yeah the and cg stuff. would would realize that stuff better right better you well, know yeah you know it's more precise right I right guess, and more than, intricate yeah theoretically and and, and, and you know you can manipulate it in the right. computer without changing its shape in weird ways you and, could have like little steam jets and yeah little <laughs> shit know. moving on the side and you know easily relatively easily right right so i can see why he was drawn to that but it's still kind of kind of sad to see because he's a good director it's just like, oh, now there's CG everywhere in my anime. Right, right. <laughs> like... Well, that's like the whole industry pretty much now, isn't it? A lot, a lot yeah, of CG? Yeah, CG has... It's definitely... Thank God it's gotten better, but it's definitely... Because anime is so low budget, uh, generally Just speaking. Just overall, yeah. I mean, on average, I think it ha- an anime series will have half the budget that a Western animation would have. Okay. And so they... The anime is very much about doing as much as they can with very little, and CG can really expand their options I'm in that, sh- yeah. and that they can just do really shitty CG and <laughs> <laughs> make it look like shit, but at least it's what they're actually trying to show you, and it's kind of right. like, and so it's it's kind of a weird sandwich that they're they're stuck where they are, and as much as I don't like it, it's kind of, there's not a big solution to it other than throwing money at the problem which is right. not going to happen so you can just watch old stuff too it, yeah that's kind of what i wind up doing a lot yeah. of just watching the older stuff but where when it pops up with cg it's at least hilarious but yeah no i, I like a good old cg <laughs> yeah good. speaking of cg this is i mean this kind of relates 
Do you remember when I told you about Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, how it looked kind of weird to me? Oh, yeah, the live action one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of that was coming from, I saw the trailer and Scarlett Johansson in the suit, the bodysuit. Right. It looked very strange to me. And it was like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, Yeah, but it, it, looks, was, it looks off. It was kind of weird, that suit. Yeah, it was kind of like... I found out why. Huh. I watched I, on Facebook. I was scrolling by. Somebody had posted a, a like a special effects video of how they did shit. Hmm. And I like effects, so I watched right. it. And and it turns out that they found out that it would be easier if they um, replaced Scarlett Johansson's entire body in the suit with CG. And then just popped her head on top of the CG body, <laughs> then to actually like try to integrate her filmed elements in the suit that she wore mm. into all of this bullshit CG around her. So the whole they mm-hmm. they said every shot except for two shots in the movie where she's like out of focus in the front of the camera. Huh. Everything else it's a CG body with her head popped on top. <laughs> So that's why it looks weird. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You're, you're like telling me this. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. It's like, just like, <laughs> I don't like it. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't. It's, anyway, I found that, and I was trying to like, I gotta remember. Yeah, that that kind of like. At the same time, it's like I get why you're saying like it looks weird in terms of it doesn't look right. Yeah, and like it, something looks odd about it. Yeah, and and it's kind of like I keep thinking of it. It just looks like modern Hollywood film because well, that that's too. just what modern Hollywood films yeah, always do. Right. So in that sense, it never struck me as odd because it's just that's how modern Hollywood does everything. So it's it, like it does, but for me. I generally don't watch those movies anymore, and right. I don't even watch the trailers. Uh, so yeah. a lot of times so. when I do see a trailer, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Like, it really hits me. Like, yeah, I'm, like yeah. I, I haven't, because I stay so much in my, like, old movie zone. <laughs> yeah, the, the that contrast the just... really, like, yeah. sticks out at me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess it hasn't done that to me, even though I don't watch a whole lot of new movies either. I mean... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just really, it just... I don't know. But I guess I'm I'm sure I've seen more new movies than you probably, so maybe I've, I don't I've know. seen a few I mean, at least. I've watched the newer Star Trek ones and Yeah, I uh, saw the first two and and uh I don't know. The last time I went to the theater was was Force Awakens. Oh, wow. And that's <laughs> that 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 seared your brain. Yeah, it and... <laughs> soured me enough to just not want to go. No, I mean there just hasn't been anything that I really cared about enough to go out and see. Right. Yeah. So and I, I saw a few with my buddy when he uh, came up to visit from like Texas and stuff. We went to the theater and saw a few weird shitty movies and like rather than evil. Yeah. That, that was shit. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I haven't seen any of those actually. Uh, you don't need to, but <laughs> <laughs> they're, I, I guess they're, tolerable sort of but yeah I, I don't know the the last one they did was pretty bad yeah. <laughs> um let's see there was i just remember being mad that the first one didn't follow the the standard like <laughs> first game uh, and they were gonna have george romero directed and i got all excited and then, oh, and then, and then yeah. that all fell through well, 
Yeah, I mean, if they're teasing you with that shit, and right, then they just right. bait and switch you with this bullshit they did yeah. do. And, and then, then that yeah. came, yeah, that came out, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? I don't want to watch this." So. Yeah, I mean, I've never played the games, so it's like you never played any of them. Uh, I don't think so. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, I'm just horror. Never really like gets a hold That's of me. That's right. You don't like horror so much. So yeah, um, and like man, that first game though, holy shit, <laughs> that game is fucking dope. I've, I've played the first Onimusha, which I suspect is very similar to the way the old Resident Evil's played. I don't know. I haven't played that. Because so no. it just, it reminded me of just Samurai Resident Evil, but that okay. being from someone who never played Resident Evil. So, but... Did you play the first Silent Hill at all? No. Okay, because it's kind of, like, control-wise, it's kind of weird where, like, Resident Evil, you had to push a button to ready your weapon, hmm. and then another button to fire Oh, so was... you couldn't just fire because you were you couldn't run with your gun out. Maybe oh. you could run with the mm-hmm. gun out, but you couldn't shoot. I don't know. They changed it in later ones, but I'd only played right. like the first few. But um, it made it <laughs> kind of because you had to like remember to put your gun up and then shoot. So mm-hmm. shit was coming at you because it yeah. wasn't all like slow zombies. There was like these fucking swamp creatures <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. all kinds of shit that would run at you and say, it was, that game is dope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you know what? When my friend was up here, he did actually bring uh, like one of the more recent Resident Evil ones for like the 360. So I, oh, I actually okay. I did play one of those. It was like four or five or something. I, I can't remember which one, but that one was kind of, it had like a multiplayer mode. So we were okay. actually playing it around and was it in Africa? Um, no, I don't think it was that one. Cause I think one of them Maybe five or something is in africa yeah one of them was in africa and everybody got in a tizzy over it but um trying to remember yeah i, I can't remember which one it was I, I think it was the one before that okay yeah that one was but, real popular i didn't play it but I yeah know yeah I and mean, that one's cool. basically it's just a like a generic third person shooter with kind of zombie people <laughs> right but it, it has like, resident evil so people bought it yeah yeah but other than that it's just like any generic uh shooter nowadays where just a shooter, but you've got zombies instead nah. of soldiers. So it was just like, eh, I yeah. wasn't really all that into it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Past the first game, it kind of diminished. The one on Dreamcast was pretty good. I remember that. I don't remember mm. shit about it, but I just remember <laughs> it being cool and it looked good because it was Dreamcast. And right, I don't know. Anyway, um, anime, anime, yeah. We've... So like. When you got into anime when you were like a teenager? Yeah, I think probably like early teen, like even like maybe when I was like 12 even maybe. Okay. 12 or 13, something. Somewhere right there, right in right in junior high. And you you like, you were aware that it was Japanese animation yeah, that you were watching? Yeah, I mean, I had, I guess, the advantage that my brother was six years older than me and he was getting into it. Okay, so, and passing he was, it down. Yeah, so... Basically, that did two things for me. It meant that uh, I was aware of it more so than what a normal 12-year-old would be aware of. Right. Because I was getting the information from him. But it also meant that it was filtered through him. So, like, the shit that he thought was shit, he just didn't show me. You know, it was like... So, I saw mostly really, really good stuff. And that kind of perhaps set in my mind this expectation of anime is just awesome because right. every anime I saw was awesome. You know, it was all like freaking Akira and <laughs> Fist of the North Star and yeah. Vampire Hunter D, you know, just all the like the really awesome stuff. 
And then like eventually, like when my brother went off to college and I'm a teenager and I'm like, I, I need to get this stuff for myself. And I go out there and I go like, well, this is shit. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like what happened? It kind of took a while for my brain to accept the fact that there was shitty anime out there, but <laughs> It, it, it's out there <laughs> yeah definitely out there i don't i haven't seen too much myself but um i know it's out there i don't remember what that you reviewed something and i watched it and it was just hot awful mm. i don't remember what the fuck it was but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best uh, maybe may especially if it was something i loved and then it's <laughs> no, 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 no it was something that you didn't like and then i i i have this grand idea when like like you're reviewing stuff and and when my buddy uncle jasper was reviewing stuff i had this idea that like oh i'm gonna watch all this stuff too so then i can kind of you know like be up on what's going on with the you know the Mm -hmm. other people writing for the site and it never works out because i just you have too much going on yeah it's just too much stuff but anyway for a while there i was trying to work through the stuff that you were reviewing Mm -hmm. and so it's one of the early things Mm -hmm. that you didn't like but I was just like, well, it's the next one on the list. Let's watch it. I'll see about that. And, and then I watch it and it's like, oh, Jesus. Well, you were right about that one. Well, I guess it's good to know I'm, I'm not. A- it was one of the horror ones. Mm. It was something. It was a horror thing. And I want to say it was CG. And it had yeah. like a one word title. Whatever. Anyway. The only one I'm thinking of is Kakurunbo. That might be it. That might, might be, be it. it. I mean, yeah. I, that one, yeah, that one didn't do it for me, but I didn't think it was terrible. But yeah. Anyway, riveting audio. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. <laughs> like, so there was this movie and it was okay ish. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, like, my i was trying to think about like anime and i know that there was anime that they put on tv and it was like robotech yeah yeah where it wasn't presented as anime right and so like did you see that stuff before that kind of Um, laid a foundation i did and consciously it didn't really do anything i wasn't aware of it at the time right but i'm sure it kind of set some groundwork of you know just basic acceptance of the art style and right okay but i mean honestly i just wondered if you had seen that stuff first i mean mean, i'm i know i grew up watching like speed racer and voltron and g-force and i must have seen robotech somewhere in there too and and all of those were anime it's just we didn't know it but you didn't know it right right and i mean honestly We've had it since the beginning. Astro Boy is anime. It's you know okay. Well, yeah, the Astro Boy, and that was that's practically the first anime period. I mean, it's right up there in terms of when anime really became something distinct from Western animation. I mean, and there Japan's had animation for like way back into the like. I think they might have even had some stuff back into the 1800s. Even holy shit, there was something weird thing I 1800s? saw. Yeah, like. I mean, like, weird proto-animation. Like, not wow. quite what we think of as animation now, I don't think. But it's like... <laughs> they Fucking wood cut out. Yeah. <laughs> there was something weird I saw on YouTube. It was, like, this really, really old, silent, like, black and white animation. Like, it didn't even use shading. It was just, like, watching an animated, like, line art of like, huh. a comic book that's not colored. Wow. 
it was just silent it was like some weird myth and so obviously it didn't really need translation so you could kind of it was like right. some some woodcutter some peasant dude is just out there he's got like this weird cancerous blob on his cheek that's just like <laughs> massive and he's like wandering <laughs> around in the woods and he finds some tengu which are mythological japanese the creatures demon that, guy and guys um they're kind of they're bird people they're kind of they're crows or ravens or something and there's a lot of weird myths and legends about them they usually got like a giant leaf it looks like a kind of it's not a maple leaf but it kind of has the same shape and it's giant and they use it as like a fan and they create tornadoes and shit with it and it's like (laughs) they generally like they can disguise themselves as humans sometimes or when they do they've always got like this really long nose like it extends out like a foot or something and they they tend to wander around on really tall shoes like the yeah, the, yeah, that's what I was thinking. If for yeah. some reason, those like shoe, wooden shoes, like right. were in my head. Yeah, and there's so there's a lot of representations of them, even if they're not really directly spoken to. Uh-huh. Like I think in, um, I'm thinking Art of Fighting, like that really old, like the original Art of Fighting, that, like, like SNK game. Yeah, like the original original one where it was just like you only had like one guy to play as or something. Like yeah. there was. Like the boss of that game, I think he had a mask with like this really long nose on okay. it. That's like a kind of a Tengu reference there. That yeah, he wasn't actually a Tengu, but it's like you you see that popping up uh, yeah. fairly frequently. I it's think just, there's a guy in the Tekken games. Yeah, that probably you, that has that that's yeah, fixed not, the mold. Yeah, I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with Tekken, but yeah, neither am I. I just I, I feel like it's me, in my yeah. head. You know, there's a bear guy. Oh, yeah, there's, there's the, there's the, the guy with guy. the mask <laughs> with the long nose and the wood shoes. I think, and yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because these they they pop up a lot as just I know in Dead or Alive there's a guy there's just Tengu. His name is Tengu. Oh, he's, okay. a, he's a Tengu. And well, he's, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Then I don't know. Yeah, because he's he's kind of wandering around in there and. He was like the boss of the second Dead or Alive, I think. And he's showed then, up in other yeah, games Then since. maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, maybe that one instead of Tekken. Eh. Who, who knows? <laughs> Silver Emulsion's all about the vague Again, facts. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hard facts here. We just, whatever. It's good enough. It's, it's close enough. Some fighting game somewhere had a <laughs> One of these things, Tengu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they crop up. I think in... Um, an old Master System game that I used to have Ooh. was Time Soldiers. I never got to the guy, but he, they like the instruction manual had little drawings of all the enemies, and one of them was the Tengu. And, oh wow! And it was like I never got to him, so he was always this like all those enemies later that I could never get to. All, all these these mysterious things that were always <laughs> kind of like, oh, I wish I could see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I did the same thing with Double Dragon. I could never get past a certain point, but yeah. in the book it showed like who the main guy was. I was like, man, one day I'm gonna get to you. <laughs> I never got there. Yeah. My girlfriend was never saved. <laughs> Still in his clutches. Oh. <laughs> uh. Still sucker punched and just yes, <laughs> curled yes. up. Poor girl, still yeah. in some you know dank dungeon or whatever, wherever he took her. Hard to get a better opening than that for a, like, just yeah. just walk up, punch a girl, and drag her off. And uh, there you go. You don't need any more explanation. You're, you don't you're ready yeah, to go. You don't need a story. <laughs> There's your story. Go. It's great. I, I don't yeah, know. Go forth and kick ass. Right. Right. <laughs> That's that's the beauty of old games. Yeah, you just jump right in, and there they were. 
know, half hour cutscene to explain what's going right. on. Right. And there, that, that too, like there was a love of martial arts in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, that, that you know, definitely works for double dragon. Yeah. Right. You just like, okay, I'm a karate guy, whether I'm <laughs> was... doing karate or not. Yeah. Whether... I'm a karate guy. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm going to go do some karate. <laughs> And it was, that's all you needed to know. That was the 80s, summed up like an 80s childhood. Yeah. Ninjas and I don't know. I just, I worry about kids these days. They don't, yeah, they, they, what do they do? You know, they don't, yeah, they don't they get, understand that. They don't have that. Yeah. They, they just have a bunch of games that ram story down their throat. Yeah. Like, what's, what's all that about? I don't know. Well, story, I'll watch a movie. Right, right. Well, that's the thing too, because games now are becoming more movie-like. And yeah. whenever I see a new movie, I can't help but feel like it's I'm watching some kind of a video game thing. Yeah, it's like they're they're merging. Right, kinda, like yeah. the CG is so over the top, I feel like I'm just like, what is this, a game? This is ridiculous, it's not a movie. Yeah, and then you play like Mass Effect, I think it had like a film grain filter, so you could put it film did. grain over it. It did, it and I like, loved that. Hell? Yeah, no, I loved that about it. That was one of my favorite things. And I think they took it out of the third one or something. Mm. I want to say. I don't know. Again, yeah. vague facts. <laughs> yeah, vague facts. We, we, I don't know. We, I we feel dance like around it, the yeah, truth. Of it. <laughs> I feel like it was taken out of one of them. Well, maybe been, I'm yeah. wrong. I don't know. But whatever. Maybe it was off by default. And you just never found the option. No, I yeah. think I, I think I turned it on. But I think that was like a thing. It used to be on all the time. And then they mm. turned it off. Again, I don't know. Yeah. These are things that I, you know, either used to know or dreamed up at some <laughs> point. Up, yeah. Woke have, up in the middle of the night and went, oh my right. God, I know this thing. Now. I had a dream <laughs> and they were a thing. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that, that actually <laughs> happened to me with Toe Jam and Earl, weirdly enough. I, I had a dream. I was playing Toe Jam and Earl and they were cursing all, like, all over. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like every time you got hit by somebody, they just yelled, fuck. <laughs> Oh man! And I got like knocked off a cliff, and it was like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like paused the game, and there was just like this menu swearing on and off. And I just, oh my god! <laughs> I could turn it on and off. Wow! Then I woke up like wow. I, I wish that was actually in the game. <laughs> so it was in the dream where you playing the game, and you saw it on the TV, or yeah, were you actually yeah. in the we, world? I was I was playing. No, it you were on playing. The, it. Yeah, okay. It was, it was it was exactly just the the whole Genesis huh. playing it. Oh just, man. You know, just I hit the start button and one of the little menus that just had the whole funky look that Tony yeah, Merrill menus yeah. had, and it was just swearing on or off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, maybe did you know that they they have a new one coming out? They uh, oh. they kickstarted a really? new classic style, just like the original uh, game with that sort of isometric viewpoint. And uh, it'll be coming out at some point. So maybe uh, your dream uh, I'll have to, yeah, maybe, <laughs> is a reality. Maybe I should like contribute to that Kickstarter yeah, and like have that be one of the stretch goals. Of, like, <laughs> well, it's swearing. over at this point, but, yeah. but maybe <clears throat> what I'm saying is maybe it was a premonition. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. And maybe it'll be in the new version. I don't know. Yeah. Again... Vague, yeah. <laughs> vague dreams about things that may or may not be. Right, that'll, it's the theme of Silver Emulsion it's, right here. It's the thing. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. Get your facts straight. So, anime. <laughs> to get back to anime. Yeah, we, we did have a topic, didn't we? Right, so like, you started with hand-picked stuff. Yeah. And 
Like for me, I don't remember how I really got started, but I remember watching Ninja Scroll <laughs> because somebody said, "Oh, this shit is cool," oh, and I was like, "I don't know, whatever, I'll watch this ninjas," yeah. and it was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to start. And I mean, so for a while, it was like, especially if you're into like martial arts and stuff. Right. I mean, and, that, and that ties into that, that genre very well. That got me into like the idea that oh, these could be cool. And then I remember mm-hmm. seeing like Ghost in the Shell and right. thinking like, well, this is something completely different. <laughs> yeah. But oddly, there's still some martial arts in there. I didn't quite get it, but I was like, this is pretty cool though. Like right. there's something here. <clears throat> and like Akira with the giant baby <laughs> really yeah. like fucked with my head. Oh, and yeah. I, I really didn't know like, what am I, what am I watching? <laughs> that's one. And I haven't seen it since. So that's one that. I definitely need oh, to watch it yeah. now, and yeah. I would probably really enjoy yeah, definitely it. Definitely watch that one. But um, that's basically that's just my my idea of anime is like all there. And then I didn't watch shit for like many years <laughs> until I started watching it just a couple of years ago. Yeah. With like Attack on Titan was the big thing, and I watched mm. that. Did you ever watch that? Uh, no. Like the, a lot of this, like I'm. It's odd. Like as much as I'm into anime, it's like I'm more like you with movies. Like the modern stuff, the old, I just don't yeah. get into as often. Just stick and, to the old stuff. And usually poking around in the older shit from the 80s and 90s. So well, I would still recommend Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's... just because like the premise of it is so fucking cool. <laughs> like the animation is like you're saying, where it's kind of off a little bit where there's a lot of Mm -hmm. still frames where they just kind of push in yeah yeah and um, do a lot of that like to to get out of animating everything but the premise itself is so fucking cool and it's so fucking exciting (laughs) like it's just ah it's so fun i don't know how to describe it because it's been a couple years since i've seen it but basically there's this like humanity has retreated to this one town Mm. and it's set up in these concentric circles and each circle has its own wall and like the more inside the city you get like the richer people are Mm. the more insulated they are to the outside world and on the outside world outside the wall there's these giant fucking like skinless fucking weirdo giants walking around like assaulting the the fucking walls and then uh one day like they break through and and uh they have these the the humans have these weird like wire contraptions to fly around and like attack them it's really cool i don't i'm not doing a great job but i've seen a few like little clips of it and stuff and oddly enough they made a video game of it on like the ps3 or something i saw some like little clips from that so i Uh kind of have like a general very vague idea of what goes on in there so it's like it's definitely on my list of like things I should check out. One of these days, and definitely watch it. I'd be interested to see if you enjoy it as much as the the general population seems to like it yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was really big there for a while when it yeah. came out. And that can be a good thing or it can mean nothing. It right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, things that most people like are not necessarily great. Right. Um, But it definitely, like, it locked me in. Like it was the first series that I ever tried to watch. 
Mm. And it was just like, holy shit. This, like, this idea of anime series is, uh, it could, it's great. Why yeah. am I not watching these more? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference between that and, like, the kind of a Hollywood TV series where it's just trying to get to another season to syndicate. And... Right, no, it's very different. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's very much just you have an actual set story beginning to end and you you do it and you're done and successful or not it's done and right so you've got that actual story and that gives it a central arc that you can really latch on to rather than just a situation that may or may not evolve into anything interesting right well and and modern tv seems to be moving towards that where there's there's instead of just random episodes it's like a constant arc mm. like like X-Files had the random yeah. X-Files episodes and then they had those yeah, all of those was... like mythology episodes where it all builds on itself yeah. over time yeah. it... and so it seems mm. like like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or The Wire or any of those things it's just constant building the whole right. time and so I feel like people talk about like, oh, now is the golden age of television. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a fucking, everything about TV is great. And it's because of that shift towards mm. like constant story right. where, and like people just fucking binge watch 10 episodes. Like, ah. right, you know, like cause... if it was just a reset of, oh, it's a sitcom and yeah, each episode is its own thing. I, I, mean, I don't know. People probably binge watch that shit too, but mm-hmm. I feel like the the constant story right. lends itself more to that. Although I don't understand <laughs> the whole concept <laughs> of binge watching myself, but yeah, I, th- I think I do. I, I I think I I tend to binge watch the anime. Like I'll try and watch like an entire series in if not one go. Holy then, shit! Yeah. Really? Uh, there was. There was a day I woke up just like, I feel like watching Escaflone. I popped the shit in and like the end of the day, I'd watch the whole damn 10 hour series. Oh my <laughs> God. See, yeah, like that. I just don't, I, I get tired. I mean, I, I get bored of the same thing, but I get it. I mean, it's, if it's a, if you, if you're into it and uh, it's a constantly engaging thing, then yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll happen to me. So I'm, uh, <laughs> You're a member of the the binge watchers. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Anime works for binge watching. I think, I think because you also don't have like season after season after season. Yeah. Somebody watching like, yeah. If you're going to like binge watch Dr. Who, like my God, you've got a lot to go through. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's kind of ridiculous. You know, like Escaflona, I was like, that was 10 hours, but yeah, I'm done. It's, oh, you know, it's over after that 10 hours. And yeah, like some long ass multi season show you're gonna you're gonna be there a long time binge watching Star Trek or something yeah no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna work too well there no not not it <laughs> I'm having like anxiety just thinking about it. Jesus Christ <laughs> gonna give you a heart attack here on my first appearance of the <laughs> oh jeez but um anime yeah get... the do you think that anime is better than Western animation because it doesn't 
focus mostly on kids? Like it has an age range? Um, I think that's kind of, that's part of it for sure. But I, I think there's, and I think that's a, a lot of how I got into it. I think how a lot of people did at least, and cer- certainly back in the nineties when it was first becoming a thing was you kind of have this, I, I kind of feel like you, when you age, your tastes don't change. They, I mean, they change, but they don't turn into something different. They more mature into yeah. like an alternate form. Like, um, you probably, you are into horror and Hong Kong stuff. You've probably liked all the Kung Fu and stuff since you were a kid. I have. And yes. I kind of feel that way. It's like, you don't really, it, it's always there as if nothing else is this nostalgic fondness that you're going right. to. So if you grow up watching cartoons, which you probably would as a kid yes. in America these days, certainly. Um, yeah, now you can get it 24 hours a day. Yeah. Back in my day, it was just <laughs> Saturday morning yeah, or right. after school, and that was right. it. Yeah, well, well, before school, too. I, I remember that's, like getting... That's true. Yeah, yeah no, they, there would they, be some before school stuff. I, I remember the Conan cartoon. I, I was, <laughs> I'd always be getting ready for school with that on, and oh, I, I never saw an end of an episode because I had to leave like 10 minutes before it ended. <laughs> I, I So I never saw how any episode of that series concluded. Oh, man. I, was, I was always so, so sad. I wanted to see what was going on, and I, I, never, I never saw could. the Conan cartoon. Oh, I miss it now. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I miss it because I love Conan. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one. <laughs> Damn it! Well, those things have faded away. Yeah, Conan. Who? I don't know. You don't hear a lot they, about that. Yeah, yeah. Onto the to the whole point I'm trying to get to. We'll steer it back on course here. Yes. Um, so you grow up like, and then you get into like the teens and or something, and it's like those cartoons. Now they're like kitty stuff. You don't really want the kitty stuff, but at the same time, you're open to that medium still. Okay, and so yeah, when I get it. anime comes in at that point, it's kind of like it takes over that role, and you're you're already right. able to. It's the next step. Yeah, up. yeah. It's it's how your taste in cartoons is maturing rather than just turning into a taste for something else entirely. Right. Okay. And I. I mean, like video games, you can see that clearly. Like, it's definitely happened with video games right. where, like, Nintendo is like, that was pure kid stuff. It was never, right. you know, very rarely did any video game in the 90s try and be beyond that, or at least early 90s, late 80s, and then kind of as it went on and gamers grew up to be right. adults. Our generation yeah. specifically, I think, yeah, we, or maybe a little bit older than us, but just pre- yeah, mostly pretty much right with us. Yeah. yeah. Like as we got older, the games they started yeah, having like teen started, and adult yeah. more mature yeah, like games. Sonic and... the Hedgehog appealing to like the older kids right. and younger teens, and then like going beyond that into weird, random, crazy things. And suddenly we have to have a rating system and right and now games are cussing. Yeah, which still like every time it's like, oh my god. <laughs> He just said fuck, <laughs> and it's it's like fuck. Some of those GTA games are like so goddamn like just graphic and just oh Jesus, why? It's for no reason other than like oh we can do this now. Yeah, it was. It's gross. Some of it. Oh, yeah. So. But yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, it just grew up with us, and now instead of games being just a kids thing, it's. It's like this whole range of like everybody's a gamer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now it's just there's games for anyone and whatever yeah. your lifestyle or how you'll do anything. Yeah, there's there's a game for you out there somewhere. So 
Do you know if anime was a kid's thing and then it eventually grew into this whole I think age it range thing? Was. I, I think it was. And to a large extent, it still kind of is in Japan. It's like, it's really weird in Japan. Like, they just let their kids watch all sorts of weird shit, I guess. Cause... Yeah. Well, that's how I grew up. I mean, I was watching yeah. Predator. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, exactly. Kids, so. I mean, like, Predator was one of my favorite movies as a kid, too. I mean, like, I was like yeah. a freaking kid. I'm watching, like, Robotech and, or not Ro- Robocop and, right. like, freaking Terminator and exactly. Aliens yeah, like, and... It, it doesn't make sense to be a kid, to think about being a kid and not seeing all that stuff. But, like, yeah. kids now are watching the fucking whatever the new 3D animated movie is, and they're not watching Commando. Yeah. And it's weird to me, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, man. It's like, I grew up watching these weird R-rated movies, yeah. so I don't know. I was like, and I guess Japan is kind of more like that. There's less of this lockdown on what kids are exposed to. Right, okay. And so a lot of times we see an anime and we think, oh, that's not for kids at all, even though it's like it's broadcast on like a freaking kid's time slot in Japan. You know, it's like... But it's just right on TV. Yeah. Ready yeah, to be like watched. Evangelion is the one that's probably the biggest example of that. That okay. that series is such a mind fuck. And <laughs> on top of just being like over the top just insane like any american would look at that and just be like there's no way i'm showing my kid this and it's like but it was aired in the kids times it was a children's show wow and it's like what the hell and well kids are smart do you think that american parents (laughs) feel that that the kids are are dumber than they think they are they're like playing to them more stupid or, or um I suspect it's not intelligence so much as um, censorship. I mean, here in America, especially, where we have this Puritan ethos that is yeah. kind of built into our society, there's there's a lot of that just you can't have sexual content in anything children-related. Right. And... But I think kids are smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. Because I know right. I was little, and I was watching all this shit, and I'm fine yeah i think for like like, following a complicated plot yeah i'm I'm sure kids can do that just fine and i think there's some philosophical things that kids will not get i mean there's a lot of things that i just didn't get as a kid right but then but at the same time i don't think that hurts a kid to see that stuff at all it's definitely i mean like the never-ending story i mean that's a great but philosophically that has such a weird ending that i never got that as a kid i know that much i never understood it until i watched it as an adult what it was actually trying to say but but still i mean that's such a yeah dope movie especially as a kid i mean yeah i I loved it as a kid i mean crazy shit's going on probably it's higher themes or whatever just probably went right over my head and i didn't even know they were there to find but right but there's like a giant turtle (laughs) yeah there's like he's going to like the the egypt thing with the lasers yeah yeah the freaking sphinxes yeah Yeah. like there's so much there that's just like wow yeah you got the the dragon (laughs) yeah the 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 dragon the rock biter yeah rock biter there was, there was that weird guy with like the top hat and he was riding a snail. Yeah, the it was snail like a fast dude. It was snail. Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah. what the hell? That, that whole thing was just, yeah, that, that's amazing for a kid. And yeah, you can put movie. some interesting thoughts into stuff like that. So, and, and the nothing? That shit was nothing, so scary. Yeah. That fucking werewolf thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Holy thing was awesome. shit. And like, I don't think that they would necessarily put that in a kid's movie anymore. Yeah, yeah, we've we've gotten to this point where we're we're trying to make everything like 
kid friendly like it's everything's aimed at like a preschool or instead of like a more of a grade school or it right. seems like right it's like you can't just have a good action adventure movie like that without being yeah just... like kids in peril seems to be a, like a thing that they don't really do anymore yeah like um like the goonies where they're being chased by these fucking convicts <laughs> and they're the the chunk is captured and they fucking put his hand in the blender oh, it's like talk talk <laughs> you know like i mean yeah, that's yeah. hardcore they're not gonna put that in a movie now no. and the kids are cussing and stuff and it reminds me of this thing that Stephen King wrote in he he wrote a nonfiction book about horror called Dance Macabre. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. And there's a thing in that where he says that horror stories are good for kids, like the classic stories or whatever. They're good for kids because they they teach the kids that there's these things that they fear and they should fear them because they're scary and they're mm-hmm. they're you know fucking frightening. Is Dracula. <laughs> Yeah. But like because they're reading the story or hearing the story, or whatever, they learn that they can defeat these evil, these fears mm. of theirs, so that that then they learn some kind of uh, coping mechanism for dealing with their fears. Yeah, mm. and <clears throat> I wonder because like the millennials, like I think technically by the years I'm considered a millennial like i'm one of the early years of that yeah it's yeah i think that's and you're like probably the same age same age, yeah. so like but i see it as more like kids 10 years younger than than yeah us, like yeah. still like i, I kind of think of it as like kids who were born in the 90s or right something. Yeah, like, like born mid to late were, 90s we're still kids during the millennium shift. right like we're we were kind of so close to adults that it didn't really make a lot of difference. Yeah, and I wonder if that kind of, like, protection of them has turned them into these people now who are very against being offended, and, like, like they are always, like, struggling to put things into boxes, and they, they, they want to label everything, and they want to fight this, uh, you know... I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not yeah. I don't have it like fully formed in my head. It's just something that popped in. But I wonder if, if not being able to deal with fears at a young age has then translated into hmm. this like, like, like adulting is a verb now. Really? That they say they say. Oh, I've got to adult today, and I don't want to. I don't want to adult. Like, you're an. Ad- you're like you're an adult. You have like be a fucking adult. You have to take responsibility for yourself. Like. They don't know how to deal with it. It's just a, hmm. like there's this thing that they are trying to cope with as an adult, but yet because they weren't like uh, brought up in this way where they had to deal with it because right. they were kept as kids more. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of thinking like, because something you mentioned, like kids today just like swear all over the goddamn place. They like, do. When I was a kid, you sure weren't allowed to do that. Little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get a detention just for saying that. Right. <laughs> you know, just for saying damn. <laughs> and I'm thinking about, like you said, with like the movies now for kids are just like aimed so low in terms of content and, and you know, nothing scary, nothing mature. And it's like there's no allowance to add maturity to them. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's kind of like 
because of that, maybe the kids are going into a more mature, into more mature mediums. They're, they're playing these M rated games and watching things that are meant more for adults because there's nothing else in between. And it's possible. Yeah. And that might be kind of influencing that where we get stuff like that. And yeah, that again is just something that just popped into right. my head again, right yeah. during this conversation. So I, I don't have a, like a, some grand theory of this. That was just right. That was about it right there. Just and that's right, sil- idea. silver emulsion. Yeah, <laughs> vague <laughs> theories, <and>, half baked <laughs> ideas, right. and dancing around the truth. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you don't come here for the facts. <laughs> I don't, now I'm just feeling like. A, that that one lovely quote. I mean, you can't handle the truth. Right, right. <laughs> we, we can't. We, Jack Nicholson <laughs> said it best. We don't. Yeah, we can't handle it. Nor do we want to handle it. Yeah, <laughs> just let it lie. It can, it can do its own thing. We we've, we've got things to do. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't have time for that. We're not gonna look shit up. So I don't know. Do you have anything? Uh, anything else to say about anime in general? Uh, anime in general, um, I like it. <laughs> right, yeah, I think we've established that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of not really been in, in question. Um, we want to try and uh, look up specific things on Letterboxd like you do before, or um, skip out on that? We can look. The thing about that is I pulled it up. Oh, well, there you go. They don't have anything that separates it out. Yeah. So, like, mm. I'm lucky with the horror stuff because horror is a is it's an a genre established its genre. Yeah. They have animation as mm-hmm. a genre, and yeah. so within this is all animation genre. Number five is Spirited Away, so Ooh. that is a very high ranking yeah. anime. The next one down isn't for a long time until uh, my neighbor. Totoro or Totoro or Totoro, yeah. how do you say it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that's like further down, and then uh, Mononoke is there. Yep. So uh, you know, three. Yeah, yeah, it's just, movies it's, or... yeah, it's it's just Ghibli all the way, which right. doesn't surprise me. Akira. Yeah, Akira. Is the next one, so that's, yeah, that's definitely that's there. A big one for. Let's see. House, Moving Castle, yeah, Grave of Fireflies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fireflies. That's that's, that's Ghibli. Too, yeah, that's right? still Ghibli. But yeah, it's, it's not, not it's Miyazaki. not Miyazaki. Right. That that actually came out same year as Totoro. Oh, really? That's they were okay. working on it simultaneously, oh. and like Miyazaki said after, he's like, "Never again working on two movies simultaneously." <laughs> like that was just way too much work. Yeah, and, well, they're <clears throat> they're pretty small team, you know, right? Yeah, I, I would think especially back then because that was that might have been like their first couple of movies. It's right at the beginning because yeah, I know it's, like they're the, right at the yeah there might have been one before that but because I think like the first the first couple of Miyazaki movies were before they formed Ghibli right yeah yeah Nausicaa was not actually Ghibli I think it's that's the movie where afterwards they said okay we're doing our own thing yeah okay I I think because Miyazaki was kind of fed up with the studio system from doing that um another great quasi-factual perhaps factual story uh, (laughs) of um how nausicaa was made in that miyazaki pitched the idea to the studio and they were like no we we just 
no, it's not based on anything. We're, we're not going to make a movie off it. There's no pre-existing fan base, so it's not going to make money. So no, we're just not going to do it. Wow, it sounds like they Hollywood is now. It, yeah, they just they just <laughs> threw it right out just oh, because. And, and so he went and wrote the manga of Nausicaa, uh, okay. which was a big hit. And he went back to the studio and said, okay, will you do it now? It's based on this hit manga. They're like, well, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's fucking do this. Oh, wow. just like, and so I've always been kind of curious whether the first version would have been different yeah. than what we got if it had been greenlit without the manga. Yeah, how much How much change had gone on between the ideas between those times. So I've, right. I've always been kind of curious about that. And I guess there's never going to be an answer to that, but right. Unless, yeah. Unless, unless you learn Japanese. Yeah. And talk go, to Miyazaki. Go, at some go point. interview him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, I, I occasionally write reviews for this one like, <laughs> right. website in America. Do you want to do an interview with me? <laughs> like, get the silver emulsion, like <laughs> exclusive interview of Miyazaki. That, that'd be crazy. That would be a big, yeah. Fucking a, that'd be <laughs> the biggest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Um, there was a documentary that came out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see it. It's called like something about Kingdom of Dreams and Madness or something like. Have you heard of that? Or I think I did hear about that. I think I've seen that on Netflix. Like, yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been. I think I keep seeing that on Netflix. And well, it's a supposedly a, a all access documentary to the Ghibli and Miyazaki and stuff. So maybe. Maybe, your answers are within yeah maybe I, I, maybe i'll have to check that out <clears throat> uh but yeah so that's kind of that's kind of anime like it's kind of always trying to base on something else or at least theatrically yeah. it's always trying to do that because like a theatrical film for anime is like it's got probably as much if not more of a budget than a, a full-length tv series okay and it's like you, you've got, you know, if that movie doesn't hit, you, you've burned that, you know, they, they are very cautious, just like Hollywood and pretty much for the same reason. That yeah. You're sinking so much money into it. You really want to make sure it's doing right. And right. Sometimes shooting yourself in the foot yeah. in the process of doing that. Like, But so it's kind of there was just this time for a while where you could not make an animated film in Japan with, that wasn't based on. Huh. something else and like anime in general was just always based on either a mo- uh, like a manga or a some book, book or, or something, something. like, that, like yeah. it it couldn't be done on its own and that that i think is why miyazaki got fed up and created studio ghibli was to kind of start creating just do whatever his, he yeah, wanted basically yeah do do his own stuff like yeah. totoro and grave of the fire i don't think those are based on anything other than just miyazaki's yeah stuff. i think i think yeah um that's uh, where like Project Echo came in and kind of shattered the doors on that being this its own because that's its thing. own thing. Yeah. yeah, that was not based on anything and was successful. It was like holy shit, you can make a successful <laughs> like movie that's not based on anything. Who knew? <laughs> like, so it's kind of yeah, and Echo was kind of groundbreaking in huh. weird ways. And that's a series. Um, it's or a it's series a of, it's series of movies, it's a series of movies, I guess. I think that's right. Cause you reviewed all those. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was a theatrical film. I think all of the others were OVAs okay. afterwards. Okay. It was just the first one was the only theatrical one, I think. And after that, it just went into OVA territory and, but yeah, that's, that would be a, um, a good place to start with anime is project Echo, And I, I think 
you can blame Aiko for anime's population here in America too. Because mm. I, I did hear a lot about it in the '90s when I yeah, you know, I mean, I never saw it though. And kind of going back to something I mentioned earlier on was um, that we've always had anime. We've had it right from Astro Boy back in like the '50s or whenever we first got it here in America. Yeah. And there's there's always been stuff like that. Like Gigantor was around, and then that was an anime, and all the Speed Racer, Voltron, all that crap. Yeah, right. Okay. We've we've always had anime around, and we just never knew it was anime. And I think Aiko is kind of like when that happened. So I was like, why didn't we get an anime fandom back then? Why did we suddenly know about it in the 90s? And I think Aiko yeah. was kind of the reason. I, Akira probably played a lot into it, too, because um, that was probably around that time. Yeah. But I, I, I'm i pretty sure Aiko was one of the first anime released in America as an anime, as, like, this is a Japanese film. This is right. not just some cartoon, because, you know, you'd get Robotech, and it's like, yeah, it's just a cartoon. And, right, but they had changed all that stuff, yeah. so it looked like it was yeah. just an American thing. Yeah, Aiko was one of the first you could actually get subtitled in, in the original Japanese, yeah. and, and the translation wasn't like a dumbed-down. It was actually just trying to translate it, not rewrite it into right. an American show. Okay. And so that's why when suddenly you show up with Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z, which were coming out right in the 90s, suddenly yeah. people were becoming aware of them as anime. Whereas, and I think without Project Echo, you pr- it probably would have been just like Astro Boy and Voltron. It just would have been another cartoon. And yeah, I didn't. It would know have that... been huge hits like those were before, but right. it just wouldn't have snowballed into this whole thing. Except somebody decided, let's start putting this out there as Japanese stuff. Right. And Echo comes out and does that and succeeds and becomes this. Like you said, you'd heard of it all the time in the nineties. Right. It was yeah. it was huge. It was a big then. thing. Yeah. And. I think part of the reason for it is that it is such a great introduction to anime. It really sets the stage for all of the cinematic language that anime uses, all of the common tropes and things. And it's a slow paced film for the first half. So it introduces that kind of cinematic vocabulary, but does it in a way that you can digest it and understand it. It's not just overwhelmingly, what the fuck am I watching? Right. A lot of anime is like that. Yeah. Like you, you can't just dive into anime with fully Cooly. It's just like, that's going to just be like, what? <laughs> you won't even know what you're looking what at. Fully <laughs> Cooly. Yeah. FLCL is the other <laughs> way that... That was a big one. I mean, you honestly probably shouldn't jump in with with Evangelion. Even it's yeah. that one is so weird and bizarre. I've seen a couple episodes of that, like back in the nineties, because my friend was into it, yeah. and I was like, oh, "What? <laughs> I I like the robot." <laughs> you know, I was I didn't get it. So yeah, again, one to revisit. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean, Aiko kind of it just it sets the stage. It shows you. The visuals of what happens, the facial expressions, that um, just common situations like the schoolgirl kicking the shit out of people, and okay. just everything that just kind of happens in that movie is something so typical of anime that, and it happens in a way that happens slow enough and in context enough that you get it, even right. if you've never seen an anime before. Okay, that it's a good establishing ground of this is what anime is and this is what it's about and how it works and the way the faces distort and have their expressions and (laughs) giant robots galore. And then, and then at the end, the second half of the movie is just 
balls to the wall action. It's just like <laughs> it's suddenly it's just like all right, you you get it, you you good here, all right, bam, here we go. <laughs> just suddenly it just throws it all together. So you see just how far it can go, and yet you've also got that time to warm up to it. So that's kind of. Yeah, I'd, I'd say if you want to start with anime, start with Aiko. Start right. with at least the first movie, anyway. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's just good. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, cause when I when I did watch them to review them, I was surprised at how slow it was as a movie. Oh, okay. Because when I because that's again one of the that was one of the foundation anime that I watched, as it was for pretty much anyone in the '90s yeah. getting into anime, and I never thought it was slow. It never back then. Yeah. Yeah. In when I was first watching it, it always seemed like it was just crazy start to finish, never stopping. And that's because it was establishing that cinematic language that anime uses. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And so always new stuff. Yeah. Thrown at you. And now that I am very familiar with that stuff, it seems much slower paced. Okay. But I can say that. And, and I've heard people who have like the younger uh, anime fans who are like into anime and they go back to it, never having watched it before. And it's like, oh, it's slow. It's boring. And it's nah, like, yeah, but... they're already used to yeah. the the faster, higher lunacy stuff that has come out since. Right. But that's they... where the context comes in right. of someone like you who knows yeah. the, the, <laughs> the beauty of, of what that is that series of movies is doing. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> movies? Movies. <laughs> Just do the whole podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like that's where context, specifically with watching old stuff, right. is key. Yeah, and that's what I try to do with like the when I review Shaw Brothers stuff. It's like you can easily look at this and be like, "Oh, this is a fucking shit, low budget '70s movie." Right. But there's so much more to it than that. That like, if you t- look at it in context, so yeah, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to live through Echo in context, right? That it, so then you already yeah you know, like, are aware yeah. of that. Yeah. So it was definitely a bit different experience back then. But and so for somebody who's already just deep into anime, it might not be that great a thing or seem like all that amazing right. a thing but someone who just has only seen a little bit of it here and there someone who's only watched akira and goes what's this anime thing i want to yeah. you know go to Aiko. that'll tell you what anime is it may be a little outdated by now since it's an 86 film but right but still uh, it's still laying the groundwork of everything that evolved afterwards yeah. and and, and they then, should respect it. <laughs> yes, you dumb youngsters don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, Project Echo, good stuff. All right. <laughs> well, that sounds uh, it sounds good. One thing I just did want to mention, I noticed hmm. your name. Oh, has made it onto the popular. Oh wow, the first page. So it wow. apparently is very popular. Yeah. That that's wow, that's pretty good. That's a brand new movie. It just yeah, came it's out. Just, it's still in theaters. I was yes. looking at the theater listing just yesterday. And it's still wow, so it must be doing very well here. I I guess. I don't know. They're just doing like a month long run for no reason. I don't know. But <laughs> well, usually that kind of stuff they'll keep around if it's doing well. So yeah, so maybe it's must going be pretty doing good. Doing yeah. well because yeah, if they're gonna take up a screen 
for nobody there's no point you know? yeah unless so. it's actually being paid for by the right. publishers to just well do maybe, that maybe and sometimes that happens with anime getting nefarious here <laughs> fucking corporations are paying <laughs> to keep the movie out yeah well <laughs> sometimes they have to have a certain theatrical run to qualify to oh, for the oscars yeah and you were saying you, that before yeah if you get like a certain art house kind of film and your name is kind of or at least the director makoto shinkai is kind of a artsy director sometimes they they or their publishers or something want the prestige of being in the oscars and they have this dream and so they'll in their license to market it in america whoever's publishing the american release is required to have whatever the contract stipulates to number of screens number of release days or whatever something like that okay and so sometimes they'll do that and half the time it means they literally just have to buy out the theater because the Ah. theater doesn't want to do it because they're like we're not going to make any money off this damn thing but so they have to just pay the theater outright to take it over but well i would like to believe that it's doing well at least in here at least here where it's a fairly cultured area yeah yeah i I imagine it's doing well. There's a large uh, population of of exchange students here uh, because of the college, the university. Yeah, There's, yeah. So a lot of Asian uh, mm. exchange students here. So maybe. Yeah, and you, and you got a lot of <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of uh, who like, knows. You got a lot of the art house theaters around here that are like. We do have a couple of uh, independent theaters here. Yes. Yeah. Which is rare. Yeah, for for a and for a community this size too, like. Yeah. yeah. Normally, you'd need to go like a giant metropolis, to, right, right, to get something like that, and you got a few out here. And... We got them here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we are cultured. <laughs> yeah, cultured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your name is a. It's a pretty good movie. It's kind of weird. like at first I was a little disappointed in it, and then it just it kept getting better. So I was while you were watching. Yeah. Okay. Because. Part of the reason why I really wanted to watch it was Makoto Shinkai does a lot of really, really good background artwork. Like, it's just, his movies are fucking gorgeous. And I think his... The big screen. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I I really wanted to see that on a theater screen, so... And the first part of the movie is not really filled with that kind of stuff. It it's not like overwhelming me with it the way some of his uh, other films okay. do. So it, it does, it, it pops up later that it starts getting these sweeping vistas of go. mountains. And <laughs> there's this really like in the middle of the film, there's just this really gorgeous shot of a comet going through the air. And it's just like fucking rainbows fucking oh, wow. everywhere off of it. And they're just looking up into the night sky. It's just like, Holy shit. That there we go. That's, the, <laughs> that's the Motoko Shinkai I was looking for. <laughs> he made you wait for it. Yeah. He made me wait for it this time. Do but, you think, that you enjoyed it more because you had to wait for it (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i don't know but yeah it's 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 definitely a good film for and it's got this the the anime style into it of course of all the humor and a lot of it in the early parts felt very typical of japanese humor of like anime humor and stuff it seems very in line with what other like romantic comedy kind of shows do oh and so that was that kind of led into my whole. Eh, it's not really all that special. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but it also it kind of it reminds me of um, Mamoru Hosoda, Girl Who Leapt Through Time, and okay. um, uh, Summer Wars, Wolf Children. Uh, he has this way with uh, like family dynamics of, and you said you watched 
girl who left the I did watch again. that, yeah. And so you kind of have this idea of like how the characters interact in his films are okay. very they very they have a great dynamic to them that everybody's bouncing off of each other and interacting in interesting ways. And this film kind of had that feeling to it, which I normally don't get from a Shinkai film. Usually his characters are much more somber. And mm, okay. um, so this was a, a lot more ba- bombastic than I, I'm used to from his films. And so his characters were also, the characters kind of became a lot more endearing than they usually are in really? his films. So well, they, they, kind of, they kind of grew on me. Maturing yeah. as an artist. Yeah. It's, it's so I've, I'm kind of, by the end of it, I was kind of like, I, I, this might be one of my favorites of his now. It's, well, there you go. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. It kind of, kind of has this whole weird, I guess the, the basic premise of it is kind of um, like Freaky Friday where they swap bodies. Okay. But they do so like at random. <laughs> it's like the, the main characters is, is this girl that lives in this remote mountain village and just like in the middle of friggin' nowhere. And the boy lives in like Tokyo. And so every like once a week or something, they'll like swap bodies for a day and they have no idea why. Oh, wow. And the only reason they like figure it out is they leave notes for each other. Oh, okay. And so like the guy like opens his phone and finds this diary entry of things she's done. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's like finding all this weird stuff. And people are just like, dude, yesterday you were acting really weird. (laughs) Just like, so it's kind of, it goes on and that's kind of the first part of the, of the movie, but it's kind of like, like I said, kind of normal for anime humor, nothing that I haven't really seen before in terms of how they're interacting and how their personalities are conflicting with each other until it kind of gets into the film and it just stops. They just stop switching bodies and they don't know huh. why it, they have no idea how, why it started, why it ended, like n- nothing's going on. And then they try to find each other. Um. And, and so it's like, so now there is this whole other aspect to it that it just grows beyond that simple body swap premise and turns into something else entirely and just then turns into something else entirely again and then just it keeps evolving huh, from there cool. in weird ways that I was just like oh crap where is this movie going oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so it it kind of got to me and also because the characters are very likable and it's a Makoto Shinkai film and you know, he doesn't necessarily give people a happy ending. If you've seen <laughs> any of his films, you've probably well, like, he doesn't just tie things up with a bow and let people walk away. Right. As, okay. Like there, there's, you don't usually get the happily ever after from him. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting here and I, I like these characters. I want them to get this happily ever after, uh, but I'm like, but it's Makoto Shinkai. I don't know. So um, it's like, like any normal film, you would just be like, ah, they're going to get together. And, right, and, right. and him, it's just like his whole concept, the theme he constantly works with in every film he does is lovers who cannot ever meet or ever get together. Like voices of a distant star, like that entire premise is they're getting further and further (laughs) away from each other and and can never (laughs) like, until it's like taking a decade to talk to each other. And it's like, it's like, I'm just like, Oh God, they're not going to get together. Are they? Oh, (laughs) it's like, so that one kind of got me with, with that. So I was very uh, happy with that movie. Wow, it sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it. So I'd recommend it if you uh, are yeah, interested in checking it out. Definitely one to see, it sounds like. So I guess that's, uh, that's anime. Yeah, in, in a nutshell. A, in a nutshell. Yeah. In a vague sort of nutshell. Yeah, or quasi-factual <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> adios. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those stories are all lies.